presenting the champion of health and fitness, representing studio personal training, introducing Rob Evans! Hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365. This is day number 262. Today we're gonna to talk about mobile phones, the technology and how that relates to your health. Now your mobile phone can be a friend, it can be a foe, it, it can certainly have an impact on your health, both positively and negatively, depending on how you harness the technology. Let's talk about some of the obvious things first. Now I know if you've been listening to every single day of the 365, then you would have heard me talk about this some time ago. Uh, but history has shown us that, that when it comes to um, certain things entering our body, uh, uh, whether it be a toxin, a chemical, whatever, then it may take 40 to 50 years for that to show up in our body as something, whether that be a disease, an illness, you know, whatever it is. Now, if I use a couple of examples of that, um, your nicotine cigarettes, which was once seen as a prestigious, sexy thing to do. And in fact, some of the early advertisements for uh, smoking uh, flaunted the fact of how healthy it was to be smoking, which, you know, given what we know now, how dare they uh, make such claims. And it just so happened that yesterday there was a, an old Audrey Hepburn uh, movie on called Paris When It Sizzles, something like that. And just about every single scene had her smoking and the, the, her co-star smoking, rooms full of smoking people. Um, yeah, and that well, I think that film was made in 1957. So, what are we now? 62 years after the fact. And, uh, you know, you would just absolutely frown upon somebody that's lighting up a cigarette there. But anyway, that's how long that one has taken uh, to really uh, come to the fore as being, this really should be banned. Uh, the other one uh, for us is asbestos. Um, so asbestos... I have a client that has been diagnosed with asbestosis and it's 45 years for him um, since he was exposed to it. Um, so, you know, the, you look at the things that we're doing now, um, the, the way that our children are eating, uh, you know, the lifestyles that we lead, so busy, we are such a, a, um, a society that demands more goods, more of everything and that requires more money it pushes the, the demand for things up it pushes the prices of things up which leads to both parents having to work and uh, you know people being more time poor less focused on their health and therefore uh, probably uh, selecting uh, less healthy choices and when you compare the obesity rates from 50 years ago to now there's a marked change um, like I was saying yesterday, 
uh, when the era that my mum and dad grew up, they didn't have much money, so a lot more uh, vegetables were being uh, eaten because uh, more people were growing their own foods and sharing their foods and uh, making foods from scratch and using all the leftovers and you know eating your three square meals and uh, they were generally uh, probably filled with more nutrients than the bulk of the food that people eat now. So the kids that are eating all this processed food, fast food, high fat, uh, less nutritious, uh, whereas you know, like my parents' era it would show up when they're maybe 70, we're going to be seeing things showing up in uh, you know, kids as they grow up, maybe in their 50s uh, earlier because of how they've put this so much of this food into uh, their bodies. So then what I'm saying is that there are, are many examples out there of things that have come to us that we've thought have been okay, but then they show up in your body uh, 40 to 50 years later as a disease, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, uh, whatever it is, something else uh, that can end your life prematurely. Now what I'm talking about with the phone is that we, the phone hasn't been around for that long yet. Um, I think it was, I don't know, I'm going to say in the 1980s, well, when it first came out, early 80s. And so it ha we haven't had 50 years of the phone yet. So that, it's probably not going to be around until 2030, something like that, where uh, there's some more research done to show that, you know, all these people that are wearing headphones or, um, you know, sleeping so close to the phone all the time, uh, then that has... A detrimental impact. I mean, there is obviously technology that is going up into the sky and it's coming into our heads uh, because it's got the ability to send through microwaves or whatever it is, um, voices and pictures and so forth, and it's coming to us in a matter of seconds. Um, is it reasonable to think that there may be some kind of impact on our health? And the answer, I think, has to be yes. That common sense would say yes, there has to be some impact. The lights that we have uh, around us, the, um, the, um, the radiation that comes from lights, the radiation that comes from our devices, the radiation that comes from our computer screens, there is radiation coming from us from all these different uh, areas. And that is because, um, sorry, that just because of the nature of the technology, it radiates. And so I believe it's in such low levels that it doesn't have any harm. I know when I used to work in a corporate office, they used to come in and do uh, tests from time to time to, to check the radiation levels from the lights and, and so forth because there is radiation that comes out of them. It's just that it's not at a level that is harmful to us. Um, so it's, maybe it's a little bit like tra your trans fats. So your trans fats haven't always existed. They're a man-made um, superhydrated fat to help increase the storage life of products that hasn't always existed. Now, um, we don't really want any trans fats in our, our body, but some of the products we buy, you'll see on the label that it says, you know, less than 0.1 of a gram of uh, trans fat, something like that, uh, because we don't want any of it. Uh, but, you know, if it's less than 0.1 of a gram, then I say, well, it, does, it's, it doesn't have any harmful impact on us. So I think this is something to keep in mind. And so uh, are there some precautions that you can take? And I would say, well, yes, there are. 
And the, the first one is uh, obviously depending on the nature of the job that you have. I mean, the only phone that I use is my mobile phone. It's next to me most of the day or it's in my pocket. I tend not to wear it in my pocket as much as I used to. I'll have it on the desk. I'll have it a little bit away from me. Uh, uh, you know, I don't want to have uh, headphones in all the time when I'm talking to people or like when I'm right now when I'm doing uh, a podcast, then I'll have the, um, the headphones in. But I do find that if I wear them a lot, then I, don't know, I start to feel a little bit funny. I can, I don't know whether it's just the blockage of the ears or, or what it is. But um, anyway, so I don't have it near me all the time. Now, one of the key things I think is to make sure that you don't sleep within a meter of your mobile phone. And the reason that I say that is they've obviously done some research in this area and uh, it, there's indications that if you sleep with your phone uh, within a metre of you, of your head, uh, maybe it's your body, your whole body, but within a metre of you, uh, then it may have an impact in shortening your life. Uh, so that's enough for me to say, Do you know what, you're going on the other side of the wall in my ensuite, which is more than a metre away, and that makes me feel a little bit safer. Uh, so there's some couple of things that you can, you can do. Now the other one is the bacteria that is on our phones. Now they say that uh, there's a one in six chance of catching E. coli, which is a deadly virus, uh, off someone's mobile phone. And that could be your own. So, um, you know, if you think about where your hands go and how often you're touching your phone and and everything, there's a lot of germs. Your mobile phone, uh, I've heard people uh, say, I don't know how uh, factual this is, I haven't seen any research studies on it, but they say that a public toilet it has less germs in it than your mobile phone does on it. Uh, so I would be using some, I have some antibacterial wipes, and I use that to clean my phone every now and then uh, just to make sure that it's, it's nice and uh, nice and hygienically clean because we handle it a lot and other people handle it and you know you easily transfer germs so there's a, a couple of things now um, another thing is uh, the amount of time that you spend on your phone now uh, there's a, I don't know whether it's, it's certainly activated on my phone I don't know whether I activated it or it's just something that's come along or somebody else activated it for me but uh, every week now I get an, an automated update that comes to me that says you've spent x number of minutes or hours on your phone this week and that's up or down by x minutes from last week. Now I got mine today and it was uh, 3 hours and 48 minutes that I'd spent on my mobile phone uh, this, uh, this week. Now where most of my time probably is is spent on uh, programming for our clients because uh, the, the app that I have on my phone has all my clients' programs in it and I'm tracking all their details and everything. So um, I don't know how it tracks it when it's on, I suppose, like when it's lit up and I'm tracking a number and then I'll close it and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I'll be uh, checking some Facebook things on there on Messenger if people are you know, messaging me a lot of stuff. Uh, obviously recording, so I don't know how it um, attracts this. Maybe every time it, the phone lights up, it, it, um, when I move it, 
maybe that's a class of screen time. Uh, so that's another way where you can, you know, if you're worried about the amount of time that you're spending or you have no idea how much time you're spending, then um, just Google it. So I, I couldn't tell you I'm not that technically brilliant with the phone. Uh, just Google it and say, how do you um, switch on the screen time or something in your iPhone or your Android? And um, uh, maybe just monitor that. Like if you're sitting up over 15, 20 hours a week, then I'd say that, well, do you know what? Maybe you need to back that off a little bit. On the other hand, if uh, the iPhone is the only device that you're using for your work, which you know, that's just not possible for me because I'm typing things, I'm writing. I, there's just no way I'd do that on the phone. Uh, I can touch type. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeless at the two-finger typing on the, on the phone. In fact, it annoys me. Um, so there are a couple of different things that you can have a, have a look at. Now, um, I think it's important to uh, make sure that you do set some parameters for yourself. Um, if you, uh, like if it's not a major part of your work, it's just more of a, a social thing and so forth and it comes to night time or through the day and you're just constantly searching on social media and uh, that kind of stuff, then I don't know, maybe you need to just take a look at that and have an assessment and say, well, is this the best use of my time? Yes, I'm enjoying it, but am I addicted to it? Am I, uh, you know, would I be better off actually picking the phone up and talking to somebody or, you know, going around to meet them uh, rather than just, you know, messaging on Facebook or, you know, whatever it is so that you can uh, build real connections as opposed to fake friends and, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, the other side of this is that you can harness the technology. And, uh, you know, I couldn't run my business as efficiently if I didn't have the mobile phone. I mean, they've put so many features into the phone now. It's crazy. It's, um, I'm sure this has got more features in it than my laptop does. Um, so, for instance, the, uh, the camera, uh, video, the, what I'm enabling uh, me to do here now is like I can do all my videos, I can do all my podcasts, um, I can record my online programs, which I'm doing at the moment. Um, I can do all that right from this device. So it, um, it's fantastic uh, for me to be able to do that. Now, there's a good health app that's, a, I'm talking about the iPhone here, but there'll be an equivalent version in an Android. Uh, there's a, a health app, uh, which I think this one comes standard for Apple uh, with the phone. And if you've, you know, if you've got your Apple Watch and all that kind of stuff, which I don't, uh, then you know, it can track all your activity. I mean, if you're walking around with the phone, then it will track the number of steps that you are taking. I mean, I wear a, a Fitbit and uh, the Fitbit is what uh, measures my steps miraculously because I don't carry the phone all the time when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm working out and doing that kind of stuff. So uh, it's not going to give me an accurate number of steps. Uh, so, but then there's some other features in there too. I mean, you can use it to track your body weight. You can, um, I think you can tap in other things in there to do with blood pressure. And um, I think if you're, you know, you've got a heart rate monitor that is compatible, then you can you know, link that in as well. Uh, so it's, um, it's really quite powerful um, uh, in, you know, being able to give you an idea of uh, activity levels, sleep patterns. Um, it can send you reminders to, you know, it's time to 
you know, breathe, take five deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth, you know, that kind of stuff. You can set it to, uh, you know, prompt you, it's time to, it'll send you a little vibration reminder through your watch or something to say it's time to, you know, get up and move. So depending on how you set up the, you know, the settings for it, it can be quite powerful to be a, like a, a silent accountability buddy to, um, to keep you moving. But of course, because it can be silent as well, you can also silence it by just ignoring the setting that you've put in there and, and so forth. Uh, but they are a couple of things that, that exist. And then you've got a numerous number of apps. I mean, I, I have my Nutrition Coach app, which hopefully people are using to track their, their food and activity levels as well. Uh, but then you've got various exercise apps, fitness apps, meditation apps, yoga apps, um, you know, all of those things that uh, are there to easily support the exercise that you're doing, no matter where you are. I mean, you could go into the park, think, okay, so what sort of exercise am I going to do? And bang, you can jump on, whether it be YouTube or you can, uh, you know, find a program somewhere that you will be able to, able to do. Uh, they're coming, coming up, uh, we're going to have uh, our programs in, in that format as well. I mean, we've got um, uh, a bunch of them that are on uh, Instagram at the moment that you can do. Uh, but again, you could um, jump on Instagram and have a look at our programs and boom, you're off and, you're off and running and getting some, a few workouts done. So, uh, you know, that side of it can be used to support you. So I guess the bottom line for uh, today is maybe it's time to reassess uh, what you're doing with your technology and your mobile phone. Everybody's got one, I'm sure. Um, first of all, looking at uh, the things I said at the start and how often you're using it for the day, where you're, you're placing it, um, where you're sleeping with it. Definitely that's an easy one to do and you say, oh, well, I use it for an alarm to get up and all that kind of stuff. But I would say I'd get a, a $5 clock radio or something and um, put the phone elsewhere. Uh, I think that is a good idea. Obviously the hygiene of the phone as well is important. Activating the, you know, reviewing your screen time that you're spending on there each week is also important. Just having a bit of an analysis on your habitual behavior with your phone and whether that's supporting you, empowering you or actually disempowering you and should you you know, swap that behaviour for something that's going to support you better to get you to where you want to get to. That would be my, my point there. So um, it can be a powerful tool, but it, it can also, you know, damage your health. It's a bit like TV, really. You could say, well, TV could be used to uh, support your health by providing all this fantastic content on there that's going to educate you and empower you. And you can put on DVDs and watch um, exercise and you know, do all that kind of stuff. But most people uh, use it for passive entertainment and um, it's probably a, a massive contributor to um, the obesity problem because we've got just so many uh, stations to watch that you would never have to move. <laughs> uh, you know, you get a pay TV um, subscription and there are... Um, I don't know, what, a hundred maybe or more if you're in America or something. 
different uh, pay TV or channel, uh, what do you call it, um, cable TV channels that you could just sit there and watch something constantly, all day, something different because there's so much variety. But that doesn't empower you, does it? It doesn't support your health. And your phone can be the same. Mindless stuff on Facebook and you know just wasting your, wasting your time. So um, my challenge to you is to just have a review of all those things. Put it outside your room, look at your screen time. Make sure you keep cleaning your phone. All right, that's me out for today. I'll see you tomorrow.